Jesus is chilling. What more can I say? Top billing. What up, everybody? I'm Bill Bellamy, and this is Top Billing, the number one podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. Our special guest today, I'm very excited. Been waiting for a long time to get this man on this stage. He is an incredible talent. He's an actor. He's a percussionist. The man has an amazing story to tell. You've seen his work in P-Valley as Lil Murder. You've seen him in the limited series, Madam C.J. Walker with Octavia Spencer. You will see him in They Clone Tyrone with Jamie Foxx, Kiefer Sutherland, and David Allen Greer. But he's here with your boy Bill Bellamy today. Can we welcome to Top Billing, J. Alphonse Nicholson, everybody. Let's get it. We're here. I've been waiting on this. Yes, sir. I've been waiting on this. First and foremost, let me bring everybody up to date. We actually met in Canada. Yes, sir. We were shooting this really dope, dope um, series about Madam C.J. Walker. You got a chance to uh, play Tiffany's uh, love interest. Yeah. Uh, boyfriend. Crazy. Kind of out of phrase. And I was slick, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? They, they call me sweetness. You know, I'm rocking around trying to sell snake oil all day. So when I look at your life and I go over your, you know, all your information, man, what an interesting journey. You start out as a musician. How did that happen? How did you start out? drumming and being a part of that side of the game and then gradually coming over to acting. Well, first of all, I just appreciate you for having me, man. You're a legend. Uh, you know, we're going to remember your legacy for a long time. Thank you, from, from whatever, you know, from all the things you've done. So it's just a pleasure to be sitting here with you. Um, you know, I started off North Carolina in mm -hmm. the church, in the marching band, and my mom really poured into me when it came to the music side of things, whether that's making sure I had drums in the house. Shout out to my dad as well. He passed away when I was 12. But they really instilled into me being able to do whatever you want to do. And at the time, that was I wanted to be a drummer, whether that's in a band or a music teacher. And so up until I got to college, it, w it wasn't until I discovered I wanted to be a storyteller as, as well. And so I had to choose whether I was going to do the marching band or I was going to do the theater. And so I stuck with theater in college, dropped out, moved to New York, and in order to be able to sustain myself in New York, I had to find a side hustle. Hell yeah. And uh, that ended up being street drumming, man. And so for seven to eight years, street drumming was, was my job. Was that you I gave to 22? What's that? I, I was on the show. I knew. <laughs> Probably. I knew that was him, Probably man. gave me Mate, a little dog. I knew that was him. Probably gave me a you little Because you had a hot, like, remember the cats in New York? They had, like, the, the white drum here, and then they had the two pans and the boom, and they but they was getting busy. I was definitely that one was of those your, people, okay. dog. Gangster. And so, you know, that ended up being how I, I sustained myself while I was going out for these auditions and yeah. going into these different theaters and making a way for myself. But, like I said, I had played in the church, played in the marching band, so that was a part of my lifestyle growing up. So transitioning to the buckets was something I had saw people doing on the streets in New York right. and then something I saw on YouTube. And I said, well, I think I can do it a little bit better or add my, you own unique, you know, <laughs> add my own unique style to it. Uh -huh. And um, it made a way for me. It made a, definitely made a way, but it had a lot of ups and downs. And But I wouldn't be here sitting here without you if it wasn't for those pots and pans. Absolutely, sure. man. What, a, what an interesting journey because everyone thinks it's so one, two, three. I've interviewed maybe in, on Top Billing, I think I've had about 45 episodes and everyone has an interesting journey. Like no one just was born like, hey man, I'm about to make movies. Right. We all had like this nugget, then you led to this nugget and that. And then the thing about it is too, it's giving you such exposure to people mm -hmm. because you drumming, you're seeing characters, you're seeing bugged out people, crazy stuff, For fights. Sure. Yeah. And you know, you're like, yo, don't follow my drum set, bro. Right. But um, <laughs> to go from that to, to to Broadway, man, I saw you in the Soldiers play. Uh-huh. And uh, it was completely 
different from what I saw in Madam C.J. Walker. Yeah. You, you, you got the ability to just... Oh, thank you, man. How do you make those transitions like that? Shout out to uh, my my days on that stage, man. Um, eight shows a night. You have to find a way to make it fresh and new, whether it's a different character or not. And so coming from the theater, you have a lot of time to build these amazing character arts. So I had a lot of training, a lot of um, just everyday going at it and building characters. So when it came to doing it in TV and film, um, it was an easy transition to be able to show my range, but also just working with really great actors, working with really great people and seeing them bring their A game from Blair Underwood to yourself, to Octavia Spencer, uh, and then some people you would never have heard of, right? On these local stages I did, and whether it's Kentucky or whether it was down in uh, North Carolina somewhere, working with some incredible actors and learning from them and learning how to breathe and believe when it comes to these people. Knowing that I know these people, right? right. I know the little murders of the world. Yeah. I know the uh, CJ Memphis and Soldiers play. I know uh, John from from Tiffany, you know, from us, uh, Madam CJ Walker working right. with Tiffany. I know these people. So when you know them, you just want to be honest and tell the story as best as you can. Yeah, I, I like the fact that um, at this point in your career, from what I've seen so far, that you are taking chances, right? So you're not like getting locked into a specific type or you know you're only gonna be a bad guy you're only gonna be a crazy guy you know what I'm saying and uh you kind of remind me of Cheeto because like I think Cheeto is one of my top five he in my top five and what I what I like about you and Cheeto is that you guys can be chameleons like you know he can do Miles Davis then he could play somebody slick then he could be mouse right and be very dangerous <laughs> right you know what I'm saying yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I, after I saw uh uh, Don Cheadle in uh, was it Devil in a Blue Dress? I was a little scared to meet him at first because we he he used to play basketball before he blew off both his knees. But oh, that's he dope. used to I be pretty that. good at that. But I was like, man, he probably crazy in real life. You know, some roles you be, they be like, yo, man, I don't know if I can say what's up. Right, you might right, shoot me, right? Yeah. Totally different guy in real life. Much like yourself, you very very chill, laid back. You're almost like a jazz player. You like, yo, man, my set ain't up yet, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you owe? Yeah. What do you owe your 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 sort of your, like your really cool energy? What is it? Where does that come from? Man, you know, I shout out to my parents, man. My mom, she she has her own swagger, Pentecostal mm-hmm. preacher, you know, so that comes with its own thing. But also just very collected, being in different rooms. Mm-hmm. My father was a doctor. And uh, so I think he had to have some type of calm and, and peace to him. Uh, relaxed, precise, fierce is what I like to call it. You know, not like Beyonce fierce, but kind of like fierce in your and attentions and, and what you're and what you uh, how you're moving in a room. And so my parents definitely gave me that. But then also great teachers and, and professors in school, great mentors um, from Dudley High School. Shout out to Greensboro, North Carolina. Shout out. And I grew up in an all-black neighborhood, all-black high school, middle school. And I just had a lot of great influences when it came to that, particularly the black women in my life. Um, pull your pants up, you know, make sure you carry yourself a certain type of way. You're going to learn how to tie this tie. You're going to have great table (laughs) etiquettes. And so all those things I just applied to myself now when I moved throughout life and um, knowing how I want to present myself into a room, knowing how I want my son and my daughter to present themselves, you know. But, um, you know, not really getting too caught up in people's opinions, but just caring about how you feel about yourself. And oh, so that's, that's that's where it comes from, just the right people around me. Did you um did you ever have an obstacle that, you know, you thought might have, you know, stopped you from going? And now that you look back at that obstacle, you glad you didn't let it stop you? Mm, that's a great question, brother. 
I was a young father, you know. I had my son when I was 19 going on 20. And so at that time, I said, okay, this shit over. I'm about to be a UPS <laughs> rest of my life. You know hey, what I'm saying? I'm wearing brown, and, bro. You, you feel it's, me? I'm going to be and, all right. And I'm going to be all right. And I'm, packages going to get delivered. They going to get delivered. I'm going to have a nice retirement check, you know. Right, right. But um, shout out to a great village. And uh, I was able to continue my acting career and move to New York and go back and forth from New York to North Carolina on that China bus, uh, scared that the bed bugs go to go bite me up, you <sighs> yes, know, sir. but taking that trip and taking that risk. And at times, yeah, feeling like, man, I'm, I can't do this. You know, I, I need to go back to North Carolina, be stationary and maybe let the acting thing go. But I'm glad I didn't because, yeah, I wouldn't be here today. Thank you, man. Yeah. I, we need those stories, right? Yeah. And sometimes... Um, I don't. I forgot who told me this, but they say sometimes your dream, your dream will be challenged. How bad do you really want it? You know what I mean. Something comes up, it's you know blindsides you, and you might more be like, man, I should give up. I had a an interview with Rome, Rome Flynn, and uh, his thing was he was working in a pawn shop, and he was a singer, but he was working in a pawn shop, and that was paying the bills. And, and one day somebody came in a pawn shop, and they was just like, yo, man, this is a cool little little thing, and you could be in. He was like, what? And he was like, I think I could walk away from the pawn shop. Look at him now, movies, TV, whatever. So a lot of times when we get confronted, for the people that are watching on YouTube right now, when you get confronted, just take a beat. Just take a beat, think about it. Think about how you feel about it. Do you feel like, do you feel fear? If the fear is overwhelming, make your choice from the love of what you want to do. That's what I do. I always think about how does it make me feel my career? How does it make me feel what I aspire to do? Mm -hmm. I get lit up. Yeah. So this right here, just a, a moment. Yeah. I'm out of here. Out of here. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's one of those things where I, you always got to understand that going after what you want in life is never going to be easy. Correct. And so it really doesn't matter um, how easy someone else has made it look or it doesn't matter how many times you have success that that thing, there's going to be some type of obstacle. And so you get used to overcoming those obstacles and preparing for those obstacles just like you prepare for the success. Just Absolutely. like you ready to pop a bottle and celebrate, sometimes you got to be ready to sit down and, and re um, uh, reinvent something or kind of reconstruct what it is that you're doing to make sure you get to where you got to go. And um, obstacles, yeah, you don't want to be afraid of them. It's nothing wrong with being a little fearful. I used to have people tell me that and being a little nervous, yeah. you know, because that kind of keeps you on your toes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, once you overcome that fear, I took my son to uh, California Adventure this past weekend, oh, right? Man, you should have talked talk right. to me. I love that one. <laughs> that would get me open. I turned six years old right. every time I go there. So we, jump, we go out there, <laughs> and uh, it's this ride called Gardens of the Galaxy, and he's afraid to get on this ride, okay. right? So because it, you go way up yep. in the sky, you drop down, and I'm like, listen, man, once you do this, you're going to feel so good. You're going to feel like a new man once you accomplish this, you know, get over this fear. And so he did it. And when he got down, he's smiling. You know, he's screaming while he's on there. He's squeezing, holding on to my, <laughs> to my pretty baby, to my wife. Ah, he's screaming, trying to get up straight. But as soon as we get down, he's smiling. I'm hitting in his leg. Right. And I said, that's what that feels like. And so for me... Anytime I decide to push past an obstacle or hold my peace or, or, you know, not cut somebody out that day because I may really wanted to, you overcome something that you knew was, um, you know, at, at some point could have held you back, you know. And so once you get over that, it's like, well, I can accomplish anything, whether that's a ride or whether that's uh, street drumming in the street, you know. I had uh, Nico. Yeah, my guy. So Nico, 
Am I saying it right? Anon? Mm-hmm. So Nico Anon came on. and Nico Anon. Anon. Yep. So earlier <laughs> I had Nico Anon on. Mm-hmm. And he gave me one of my best interviews, right? Because he was just so chill, so funny, so real, you know what I mean? About his journey and how he became this actor, right? And, and, and one of the things that I admired about him was his honesty about the whole thing. Yeah. And so when you guys on P-Valley, like this is a story that, what I love about P Valley, I have been in strip clubs in the South and on tour and had fun and seen these colorful people. I've never seen them on TV though. Like, or, or you might see them for a split second in a movie, mm-hmm. but you don't go in the world right. and learn who these real people are and discover their humanity in these worlds. They're not just strippers. They're not just rappers. These are human beings trying to make a living, trying to get through the next day. How how were you able to get a, a character like C Murder and just give him so much life? It's crazy. People keep calling him C Murder, Lil Murder, Big Murder. He yeah, got he, so many, I just he know he's so a murder. Names. Yeah, he's just a murder. <laughs> he got so many, he got so many names. But how were you murder. able to get Lil Murder so much life? Oh, man, you know what? Shout out to Katori Hall, right? Mm-hmm. She's a Pulitzer Prize winning writer. Um, she's done so much work in the theater and Broadway world, but being new to the TV, she wrote she wrote that character the way she she saw it and heard it, you know, from numerous encounters with people like Lil Murder. Right. I happen to be from the black same communities that Katori is from, and right, not that not Memphis, but North Carolina, we got those same, same. people Absolutely. in those communities, and so I know who Lil Murder is, aka Lamarcus, you know. Um, and for me, it was wanting to be completely honest with who that guy is. Although I'm not uh, in that community, I'm a heterosexual man. I have cousins who have had to hide themselves. I've had great friends who've had to be in the closet because our community and the stigma that's placed on it doesn't allow these gentlemen to be themselves. Correct. And so knowing what that fear looks like in someone's eyes, knowing what the, the guy who's trying to hide that looks like, it was, um, I think that part of it was easy. The hardest part was being truthful to it and making sure I wasn't offending anybody and then also trying to get into the mind state of uh, telling these stories. I tell people all the time, it's never hard for actors to get naked on screen or to have sex scenes or any of those things. Those are the harder parts, but understanding who this guy is, it's just breathing and believing and knowing that, okay, I just got to tell this story and be authentic with it. Yeah, man, because I thought it was just really beautiful. um, All the aspects of it, right? You know, obviously it's it's a full circle character, right? You know, people, you know, obviously you're gonna the spike is, you know, the relationship between, you know, um Uncle <laughs> Uncle Clifford and him, but it's 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 love, it's it's um fear, it's uh, you know, losing someone, you know, not knowing if they're gonna be there for you. That's the humanity of of what I thought what I saw was just like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then when I had Nico on and the way he told his perspective, it just was so nice to hear guys who can really be honest and say, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to tell human stories. And, you know, some people might not get it or whatever, but if they do get it and they see the humanity, they go, wow, that's something similar to my life. Or I went through something like that. Yeah, and sometimes they get it and just refuse to see it, yeah. right? You know, you'll have a, a, a mirror held up to your face and still would turn the other way and don't want to see exactly what's in front of you. And so I'm grateful that we have a team of creators who really put it right there in front of you and want people to see these stories and be impacted by these stories. And then for me, it just allows me to show my range as an actor, right? Uh, whether that's uh, John or Lil Murder or, you know, they clone Tyrone coming up. I'm 
I'm able to show different people, you know, and having an impact as a storyteller. But Little Murder's definitely, I think, been my largest impact, right? Yeah, as yeah, a storyteller, yeah, yeah. Because the you show know? blew up, then yeah. you, you know, they're bra- and you know, you know, you good when they start writing more storylines your way. You know, how, you know, when you're in a series and you get it like three, out. you can you go get from like four words to like, oh, 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 I'm, I'm stepping out. I got to do three scenes for sure. Well, now I got six. Yeah, oh, yeah, you you doing your thing. So now you got a new project. Uh huh. They call their clone Tyrone. Yeah, it's a nice cast. You got Jamie Fox, Keeper Sutherland, mm-hmm. yourself. You got uh, David Allen Greer and mm-hmm. Jay John Boyega. John, we got Boyega. Tiana Paris is in there. Who's she's part of the new Marvel crew now and um, WandaVision. She's done so much. John Boyega. A lot of people know him from Star Wars. Yes. Um, obviously, we know Jamie from everything. Uh, Keeper, <laughs> from everything. Keeper, yeah, Keeper Sutherland doing his thing. And my good brother David Allen Greer, who I was in Soldiers Play with, another is, is in this actor. joint too. Um, they clone Tyrone. Wrong, July 14th in theaters near you, July 21st on Netflix. By far one of the most amazing projects I've ever been a part of. Why? Why you say that? <laughs> Jamie Foxx, man. Right. He's incredible, bro. Like, he's such an incredible talent. And I think this is the funniest we've seen him in a long time. John Boega is a peer uh, from across the pond. So to see him hold down this southern country grilled up character you know very well was truly inspiring Tiana Paris man she's amazing David Allen Greer I'm, a, I'm not gonna spoil it but he has such a pivotal moment in this movie right, right. and it's just he just kills it he does his thing and then it's one of my largest films you, you'll see me a lot more than you've seen me in any other film okay. uh, I, I have a chance to play this dope antagonist right who then comes around and has a change of heart towards the end but it's, it's basically about black folks getting cloned in the hood dog oh, man. and, and us crazy. figuring that out and, and having do to you shut think shit some, down do you think there's some realness to that because I swear to God I seen a dude look just like me about two months ago and I was like yo <laughs> Man, this getting real out here in LA. Yeah, I was like, yo, yo, I like it made me go, yo, yo, is that Mimi? Is that Mimi? Or is that, or is that right. like, oh, is that am I him or is he him? This movie gonna have you <laughs> gonna have you questioning shit for sure. For real? Yeah. It's oh a, man, it's, oh, it's, I gotta see. I got black black sci-fi, uh-huh. blacks exploitation, a lot of nods to uh, you know black dynamite, and um, it, it's just one of those things where Joel Taylor, who was the writer and director of this. Genuine brother from Alabama, dreadlocks. If you saw him walking on the street, that's just a homie. But right. he's this genius, right? This genius mind. And um, he's doing the Jordan Peele-esque thing, but in his own way. And I think he just elevates this this genre. And uh, I think people going to be out here with all the conspiracies for sure. Definitely, I, I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just, it's just It's going to be a tap in on that. I can feel it. I can feel it already. When, um, ironically, I keep bumping into you in different places, right? So a couple months ago, I'm in DC. I had a show. You're there. Um, you're working on a project. Tell us about it. Was it called Water? It's called Wake. 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 Yeah, with Trace, uh, Tracy Edmonds and uh, her team produced it along with some other great producers. Um, shout out to my cast, Park, uh, uh, Parker McKinney Posey. Shout out to my other, I don't want to say her name wrong. Uh, but y'all know her from Harlem, dark skin, big, beautiful hair. Sharonda, Shonda, I don't want to say her name wrong. Her. Look but it up. Look man. it up. She on man. Harlem. No, not Shonda Rhimes. No, no, that's not that's Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> like Shirley, 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 Shirley Hemphill. She's on a TV show called like uh, Harlem, and she has a great name, but I don't want to say okay, it wrong. Great actress. 
Shaniqua Shandai. Yeah. yeah so Shaniqua Shandai is on there. And it's a I play this crazy neighbor who's trying to kill her and some other people. And I'm a musician as well. It's coming out on BT Plus, I believe, later see, on this see, year. See, so this is what yeah. I'm trying to talk about, man. Diversity. <laughs> we, so now I know you actually like way crazy. Cause you know you ever y'all notice he put a little crazy in everything, don't he? He put a little teaspoon, a little bit. Like you know he be trying to act all smooth, but he like wait a crazy in that man, shit. Man, he be he sprinkle that crazy on your ass, boy. Right. So what's what's yeah. next? Like, give me some. Um, let's say let's go. Let's let's call it. I always call it positive manifestation. Yeah, for sure. Say, let's just say you know next big role. Well, what you want to do? Well, you know what, man? I, they Clone Tyrone was huge, but then I just got done with this project called Sterling Affairs, playing opposite of Lawrence Fishburne. And I'm playing Chris Paul in that series on FX coming in. So I that's a dream, right? I want to work with Lawrence Fishburne. I've said that to the homies one that's day sitting Morpheus, there watching. It's Morpheus, dog. Man, you get to work with Morpheus, Look, brother. You funny, out of here. Funny story. I, <laughs> I said that to him, right? We're right. on set. I said, damn, man, I'm working with uh, Morpheus today. He said, nah, you working with fish, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Said, Yo, hey. he yeah. is one of those guys that uh, is just iconic to me. Yeah, you know when we go back to Boys in the Hood. Mm -hmm. I mean, his uh, his body of work is tremendous, man. Yeah. And, and here's the thing: you're doing the same thing. You know, maybe a guy like you know Fishburne, you know, or Fish. You mm -hmm. know, he's obviously got a lot more stuff in his body of work than we do, right? Right. But how dope is it that you're creating it your own now? There's going to be an actor 10 years from now that see your work and be yeah. like, man, yeah. damn, G. Like, yo, man, I just, you made me, yeah. you made me quit the drums. Right. You made me want to be an actor. Like, we're laying down legacy stuff, which is a really wonderful feeling. Yeah, man. It's, it's, a, it's such a blessing. Sometimes when I look at it, I got this theory where I tell my wife, like, I'm going out, get the buffalo cut them up, put the buffalo on my head, right. bring it back to the crib. Right. And so to have worked with, you know, my peers from Michael B. Jordan to John Boyega to Jamie Foxx, you know, coming up to y'all generation, yeah. yourself, Octavia Spencer, you know, uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Blair Underwood, so many people who I grew up watching. Good people, man. Good people, yeah. man. And so now to be in these spaces where I'm learning from them, uh, I, I don't take it for granted, right? And uh, I understand that I'm laying my own path and I do that for myself and, and my son and my daughter and my family, but anybody else who can follow that path is there, you yeah, know, and for man, them to see I love it. So, your energy, yeah. bro. I'm, I'm glad we finally got a chance to get you on the show. For sure. I, I, I like, I want to ask a really interesting or introspective question. Like, okay. if you can, um, if you can look back at the young Jay, mm. you know, mm. what advice would you give Jay? You know, the, the five-year-old Jay looking back, what would you tell him? Man, five-year-old J. Alphonse, I'm going to tell him to take his time, you know, be patient. Don't be so eager to experience adulthood, you know, because yeah. you're going to be an adult a lot longer a long than, you are, <laughs> than you are a child. And so right. take your time, um, you know, live in the moment and make those memories but uh, go after everything you want, you know? And, and and I had people say that to me when I was that age. And so I will be sure to say it to myself, go after any and everything that you want, no matter what it is and uh, do it well or don't do it at all, you know? And so that's that's what I think I would tell my younger self to, to stay focused, stay patient. And um, it's always breathe and believe, man. Well, I feel like um, you are honestly a part of the culture, bro. You the right age, you the right age. You know hip hop, you understand the influence, you understand the impact of our culture. Um, I feel like you came into Hollywood at the right time where there are more 
different types of roles, you know, not just the typical cop, not just the typical, you know, uh, lawyer, you know, you're playing all kinds of people. You know what I'm saying? But they all crazy. But outside of that, <laughs> right. outside of them being crazy, they're right. all very, very good characters that yeah. you get a chance to play. Um, could you see yourself being a Marvel character? Oh, hell yeah. Because um, that's my next goal. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I want to get in shape like crazy, run through four or five walls, and kill about three people. I'm I'm trying to definitely do the Marvel John. Yeah. I always got this fantasy that I'm the next like Rambo, right? right. If they did another Rambo, what? That's me. What? I'm out there, bro. I'm tired. I'm I'm taking them down by myself. You taking by, bullets to keep walking? Taking bullets, carving sticks, all the <laughs> shit, dog. And so that's you know that's I, I see that. But uh, Marvel for sure, man. It and, would um, be awesome if they yeah, hit my line. I'm ready. Yo, call Jay. Y'all, yeah. Jay ready. Let's make it happen. He ready. He got every other character. Y'all need <laughs> one crazy superhero. He can knock that out the park for you. No problem. Give me, give me an uh, I got uh on our show, we always ask this question to our, especially mm-hmm. to our favorite guests, people that we really like. Mm-hmm. Um it's called all facts. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you okay. a couple questions and you gotta tell the truth. That's all you gotta do. You gotta tell me the truth. That's that ain't no do. problem. All right, cool, cool. Jay Alphonse Nicholson. Yes, sir. Top five rappers that influence your life. Oh man, number one, Lil Wayne was just listening to Lil Wayne on the way over we here. Uh, all right, that way. Number two, another New, New Orleans artist, Currency. Shout out to Currency. Um, number three, who else we on? I gotta go with um, Gucci Mane. You know, just because in that era, that's the time we was on. Uh, number four. Who else? Nipsey Hussle definitely had an influence on me in college. And number five, oh man, I gotta throw Drake in there. I gotta say, Come Drake on, just gave me a nice man. little bit of that. And so, uh, yeah, shout out to all the, the Jay Z's and the Jada Kisses and all those guys of the world. But I'm talking about people who I listen to all the time. Bro, you gotta you know be saying? honest, man. Yeah, I gotta be honest. And let them be in their feelings. I literally saw Tony Yayo yeah. go at it on Drink Champs. He, he, he going for Biggie. Oh, okay. And, uh, What's my man name? Uh, the uh, the DJ that's on there with him. Ebro. Oh yeah, yeah, Ebro. Ebro. So yeah. Ebro. So a couple days ago, Tony Yayo is asking Ebro who his favorite rapper is. Uh huh. Huh. DJ EFN. Oh okay. EFN. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. A couple days ago, Tony Yayo. Shout out to Yayo real quick. Uh-huh. And FN EFN had a debate that got hot. Okay. This is how passionate people are about rap music. For right? sure. He grew up on the West Coast, uh-huh. so he said Ice Cube. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, that's I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it's it like, makes sense. You know, you you Superman, I'm Batman. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. But Tony Yayo, shout out to Yayo, went berserko over Biggie. Like it's not like it's no way. <laughs> he don't understand that Biggie is influenced him from New York. Right. Like it's a lot on it. Yeah. You're not gonna see nobody else. Yeah, yeah, he, for sure. He, you're Michael Jordan. Right. But like that's the thing about rap to me. We are so passionate. Yeah. You know. You, because they literally are your people. Yeah, yeah. Like people, you got a nice five. That's my that's my five, man. I listen to currency all the time, man. Spitter, a lot of people call them different, but Currency has a cult following. Lil Wayne, obviously, international, has a crazy following. Um, Nipsey Hussle, we all know how, how he was. But Gucci Man was just kind of one of those artists where you got to be from the South to really understand the impact the that Gucci and Jeezy and those cats had on OJ the Juice oh Man that they God. had on our culture down there. So uh, that, that's what it was for me, man, listening to those cats getting me through the hard times. When I was living in New York, 
it was a lot of Davies, uh, a, a lot of uh, Benny the Butcher, uh-huh. um, you know, a lot of Styles P. So my my playlist is is, is vast. It's kind of nice. Yeah, you know, you I like to keep them up there. I'm yeah. not mad at you. I give you a little uh, Bill Bellamy trivia real quick. Okay. My new artist that has killed, that's got me open is Moneybag, yo. Okay. I All don't right. know why I want nobody. They ain't got time to dick. <laughs> Every time I be in the gym, I can do two more reps for him. Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I love Wayne, too. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, Wayne, um, iconic, legendary. Yeah. Um, you know, he embodies, you know, the street in a way. He's got that cool, he's got that swag. And, mm-hmm. and then he's just got the voice that just, like, he drank Drano his whole life. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? It's, no, man. Um, listen, fool, um, bro. I'm going to. Um, right. You dig. Um, <laughs> you never know what he's saying. It's like, it's, uh, but, but he'll say something, it'll be mumbly, and then it'll be just be brilliant. Right, right. He got the best metaphors I ever heard in my life. Best metaphors Whatever ever, Whatever we, Wayne, look at me. <laughs> Whatever weed you smoke, continue. Right. Because his metaphors make you pause. What? You got to run it he back, say, man. Run that back, run that back. What? Dip, 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 dip. Okay. Definitely Next. a genius. Genius. Yeah. All right. Uh, all Facts with J. Alphonse Nicholson. <clears throat> if you could pick your next five co-stars mm-hmm. to to perform in your next five films. Mm. Give me five choices. Oh man, I think number one, um, and hopefully this uh, there's been conversations, so hopefully this happens soon. Nicole Bahari, boom, she's amazing. Holla. Uh, I would love to work with Dominique Fishback. Uh, number two, let me see. Number three, Leonardo DiCaprio. Number four, Denzel, who I haven't done yet. I got to work with the good brother, Denzel. Yes. And number five, eh, that's going to be tough. That's a last hard to pick the number the five, but I got to go with Viola Davis just because I'm a huge fan ah! of her and her career and everything oh, she got going Ola on. Davis so is yeah. definitely the mark. Yeah. Yeah. And any of them could be switched out with, um, what's my girl name, Meryl Streep at any time. So, oh, oh, oh yeah. that's how we doing it? Yeah, yeah. Any, oh, any oh, of them could be switched ain't out. No ceilings. Yeah. Hey, it's they, no ceilings on top. It, well, that's what we doing. <laughs> hey, man, I really, really enjoy you, man. I want, Thank you, brother. I, first of all, I wanted you to give a shout out to your family. That yeah. You're a big, 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 big guy for that. You know, you love your family, your kids, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, just give them some love because they're going to say, Dad, you ain't even say nothing. Oh, man. Well, we talk about them a little bit. Talk, <laughs> we talk about Disneyland and my and my daughter just yeah. loving on her. My pretty baby. You know, Nafisha. Everybody know I call her pretty baby. Yeah. That's her nickname. So shout out to my loved ones. Um, we just had a great time these past three weeks with a family reunion. I didn't go to Essence Fest because I wanted to go to my family's family reunion. So yeah. we did that. Had a great time. But that's my team, man. That's my circle. Can't do it without them. Um, so shout out to, yeah, my pretty baby and my children. Man. Holla! My, my, my hey, ladies babies. and gentlemen, this is Top Billing. I am at the close. I don't want to close with this dude. This man came in here and shut this shit down. But every every episode will be epic. Every episode, you will learn something. Hopefully, every episode, you will laugh and you will be entertained. My name is Bill Bellamy. This is Top Billing, the number one podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. And we yeah. Chillin', this is chillin', what more can I say? Top villain. Top-